Welcome back to Moving Right Along, the Muppet Movie Podcast, brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the Muppet Movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And today we are looking at minutes 19 and 20 of the Muppet Movie. We begin as Doc Hopper approaches Kermit and Fozzie in the Studebaker and end after Kermit refuses Doc Hopper's offer. And Doc Hopper says... Wait a minute, Mr. Frog. Everything's negotiable. Just like yes, that. Yes, we cut off. We cut off midword negotiable. So tune in next week to find out what he was going to say. <laughs> so uh, these these two minutes are really all Doc Hopper. Yeah, this is uh, the the true introduction to Doc Hopper. We caught a couple of glimpses of him before, but this is where we really find out what he's all about. Right. This is the this is the first time we hear Charles Durning's voice in the movie. That's true is in these minutes. Yeah. Um, and of course, what that really means is he walks up to their car, he pulls gets Kermit and Fozzie to come out of the car, turns on the television, and shows them a commercial for Doc Hopper's French fried frog legs. Yeah. So I guess I don't remember if we've actually mentioned the obvious, we probably did, the obvious uh, comparison to Colonel Sanders. I don't think we have, but yeah, I mean, you're right. He's wearing a white suit. He's from the South, of course. Right. He's a Southern gentleman. He runs a fast food, well, an aspiring fast food empire in Doc Hopper's case. Um, So yeah, clearly inspired by Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, by the way, was still alive when they made this movie. He died uh, actually the year after this movie came out at the age of 90. Right. And... Uh, right around this time, my mother was in college, and to this day, she swears that while working at the Dairy Queen in Mayville, North Dakota, Colonel Sanders came in for some ice cream. Oh, that's exciting. She swears that this is true. Yeah, well, I, I mean, have... so she didn't get his Her... autograph or a photo or anything? No, and she didn't ask him who he was. She didn't ask him for confirmation, but she's <laughs> certain of it, and we'll, we'll tell you to this day that it happened. Someone who definitely seemed to be Colonel Sanders. Right. So when I uh, when I think of late 70s era Colonel Sanders, that's what I think of. Yeah. Well, you know, he couldn't eat at, at Kentucky Fried Chicken every meal. So, yeah, sure. Sometimes right. he would go to... Was it Dairy Queen? Was it Dairy Queen, yeah. Yeah, Dairy Queen. Why not? Sure. Um, all right. So getting back to Doc Hopper, the, the fictional fast food Southern gentleman, um, Sometimes I say that his commercial jingle here is my favorite song in the Muppet movie. <laughs> and I'm barely even kidding. I love it so much. Well, it's not an obvious choice because I honestly kind of forget that it is a song in the Muppet movie, but it is. And uh, yeah, I was wondering, so do you think uh, Paul Williams and Kenny Asher wrote this song too? That's a good question. I, my guess is probably not. I would think that some combination of Jerry Jewell and or Jack Burns wrote this. Yeah, that's as good a guess as any. I actually tweeted at Paul Williams to ask, um, or to attempt to ask if uh, he and and Asher had written this. But as of the time of this recording, he has not responded to my tweet. Well, there's still time. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that knowing Paul Williams' work 
and knowing Jerry Jewell's work, Doc Hopper's French fried frog legs j- jingle sounds a lot more like something that the Fraggles would chant, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know Jerry Jewell didn't write the songs for Fraggle Rock, but he did write a lot of these like, you know, wubba wubba. Yeah, kind of little like bits of Fraggle lore. To do. Um, and it feels a lot more like that than it does like I, like I Paul Williams too. Right. Well, and the other thing about the song, I mean, it's it's definitely catchy, but it's sort of deliberately kind of bad, which is right. well, an like, interesting th- thing about the song and also an interesting thing about the frog costume that he's wearing in the commercial, because presumably that was built by the Henson, you know, the, the Muppet Workshop, who right. were the greatest puppet builders on Earth. So they had to make this thing that looked deliberately shoddy for the purposes of Doc Hopper's commercial. Right. Well, and I mean, it's like, it's like Doc Hopper says here. I mean, he says it to Kermit. I know I'm a great businessman and a sweet fella, but I do lack the skills of a performer. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like he knows that this is a bad commercial, although I will say in the jingles favor, like as, as bad as the commercial is this very short, very catchy song tells us six dishes on the menu. Um, yeah, so one, right. two, one. three, four. Yeah, okay, you want to list them? One, cheese legs. Two, bacon legs. Three, chili legs. Two, four, French fried frog legs. Five, barbecue. Six, a frog leg burger on a fried green bun. That's for if you want just a snack. Right. <laughs> I like that that's the snack, a burger. A burger, um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that I mean that's gotta be a sizable portion of their menu, right? Oh, I would think. So, like, it, yeah, they're hitting all the highlights. It actually does a very good job of telling the TV audience what they can expect at this restaurant and what what will draw them in the door. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and actually, I um, was uh, browsing Muppet Wiki. Do you remember the uh, appearance of Doc Hoppers at the food court in "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas" movie? I remember the appearance of Doc Hoppers at the food court in It's a Crummity, Kermity Christmas Garbage movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I that's do. the one. Go on. So it's in the sequence when we see the world that would exist if Kermit had never been born. So right, he's, right, yeah. He, yeah, he's at a mall for some reason. And in the food court, there's this Doc Hoppers. He has to meet Gonzo and they sing Everything Matters. That's why he's in the mall. Because he has to meet Gonzo for the, the movie to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that works. That's about right. Um, so, yeah, which didn't really make sense to me because why would Doc Hoppers have thrived without Kermit? Because the whole thing is uh, Doc Hopper wanted Kermit for his commercials, so it would thrive. Ryan? Yes. That's a bad movie. Oh, that explains the answer it. Is, that movie isn't. They didn't put a lot of thought into the script. I suppose not. But anyway, Muppet Wiki, I guess somebody froze the, the DVD, or I don't even remember if there's been a Blu-ray of that TV movie. But uh, you can actually apparently see the menu with the prices on it. And a lot of these are actually from his little song here. So French fried frog oh, legs. Funny. Yeah, you can get a medium bucket for three ninety nine or a small for one ninety nine. That seems like a bargain. Um, it comes in... Cheese, teriyaki, chili dill, bacon, garlic, and barbecue Cajun. Sure. Uh, they also so, yeah, have. So they're dips. definitely, definitely basing it off of this, off of the jingle. It's great. I, yeah. That might that might be my favorite thing about that movie. 
and they, I've never noticed it. There you go. They also have dips, honey mustard, honey garlic, ketchup, mayonnaise, barbecue, plum, and cheese. And then the lily pad combo, which is a fried green burger on a fried green bun with a green shake and your choice of small hopper poppers, frog sticks, or frog legs for only five ninety nine. Now that is a really good deal. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, getting back to the menu items, um, about the frog leg burger on a fried green bun. Yeah. So the bun is fried. It's not grilled, right? It's not. It's not broiled. It's fried. Apparently. Does that mean that the bun? Does that mean that the bun is like like fry bread? Is it? Is it deep fat fried donut ish bread? That's what I would picture. Actually, I meant to look. To, to go back and watch, not that the subtitles are always reliable, but because sometimes it sounds to me like he's saying on a bright green bun, like it's just a really bright shade of green. Oh, huh. See, I've never, I've never thought that. You, you might be right. That would make more sense, actually. I don't know. But I always heard it as a fried green bun. That's usually how I hear it, but every once in a while it catches my ear a different way. So anyways, uh, um, another thing about Doc Hopper's commercial here, two things that I never thought about before. Uh, one is, as so in the commercial that is airing on television, right? This is not a tape. This is on TV, right? Well, we don't know because he, if it's airing on TV at that very moment, then Doc Hopper's timing is amazing exactly. because, yeah. yeah, he sets this whole thing up where there's a roadblock that's stopping Kermit and Fozzie from driving on just at this moment so he can drive up behind them and then just at the moment so he can bring their attention to all the TVs that are in this, I guess, electronic store. And somehow he has a remote control that turns all the TVs on at the same time. So right. I don't know. It's it's not uh, outside the realm of possibility, I think, that he somehow is controlling, I don't that he's playing them all on a videotape. I have no idea. Right. So e- either way, though, it's very odd that in the commercial, he has these girl girls behind him, backup singers, whatever they are, dancers, I guess, just dancers, right? They don't sing. And he tells that they're standing behind the giant frog legs. And Doc Hopper in the commercial says to them, come on, hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> yeah. And he like, it's like he has to remind them. Of stage direction in the commercial, which is, on the one hand, an excellent, this is a bad commercial touch. But on the other hand, my wife pointed out it might be subliminal. And he's actually telling the audience to hurry, 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 hurry. Oh, to hurry to Doc Hoppers. To Doc Hoppers, yeah. Interesting. Um, Another thing that that I don't always think about, but it it occurred to me this time. uh, He says to look for the sign of the bright green legs which seems like it's a riff on McDonald's Golden Arches. Yeah. It's it's less obvious than the uh, Colonel Sanders comparison, but I'm I'm pretty sure that was intentional. You're probably right. Although these the actual sign that we see is a pretty muted green. Yeah, it's well like, it, it looks different on, on certain uh are you talking about on the TVs? No, I'm talking about like when we see them when Kermit gets when Kermit's bike gets run over by a steamroller. Oh yeah, the billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. They're not that bright. They're not that bright, yeah. they're. I don't know that you like would a... even be able to tell that they were legs if you just were passing them on the highway. Right. I mean, they'd certainly be eye-catching. They're a very odd structure. I yeah. Think, you know. 
And then the other thing that I never noticed until today when I made a point to look for it is when we see the commercial playing and it's a wide, wider shot of Doc Hopper, Kermit, and Fozzie all watching. Doc Hopper is smiling and mouthing the words to the commercial along with it. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's funny. Which I had, ne- I had never noticed before. I and then don't it, it, they don't do a close up on his face. Don't draw attention to it. You know? Yeah. Great. Very uh, nice touch. Yeah, but uh, so I guess he knows that this is not really going to impress Kermit, I guess, but he's just hoping that it'll hook him enough to to understand what Doc Hoppers <laughs> represents. Right. It, it almost seems like he wants Kermit to take pity on it yeah. and do these commercials. That's a look. I can't do them. You know, like he says, I lack the skills of a performer. Right. So he's not saying, here's our great production base. He's saying, I need your help. He's, right. But, but he's, he's still excited about it. Or maybe he's just having a good time seeing himself on TV. Sure. Yeah. Who among us does not? But uh, so another thing I, I want to talk about here is Charles Durning. Like, like we said, this is the first time we really get to see him. He's so much fun here. He oh, seems yeah. like he's had such a great time. Yeah, he was. I can't imagine who else could have done this role better. Yeah, he's he's perfect as Doc Hopper. Right. Well, I mean, the 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 person you always think of for uh, subbing in for Charles Durning is David Huddleston, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Play, if anyone else was going to play Doc Hopper, it would be the Big Lebowski from The Big Lebowski, right? Santa Claus from Santa Claus the movie. That but, I was um, just going to say, they both played Santa Claus. That's right, they did, yeah. David Huddleston um, in Santa Claus the Movie and Charles Durning in Elmo Saves Christmas. And in Charles Durning a bunch of times. Oh, yeah? He played Santa Claus in uh, Mrs. Was it called just called Mrs. Claus TV movie with Angela Lansbury? Oh, okay. I didn't Mrs. Know that. And her husband is Charles Durning. Cool. Mid-90s. Anyways, in I any I haven't case, seen that one. <laughs> it was cute, as I recall. Watched it with my grandma. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, in any case... Um, one of my favorite little touches that he does in these minutes is um, after he pitches Kermit on being, a, you know, the ideal, being the ideal spokesman, Fozzie says, you are very likable, Kermit. And Doc Hopper picks up on that. And it, it, Charles Durning plays it like Doc Hopper is so pleased to have a new word to use to pitch, like to, to butter him up. Right. Fozzie says, you are very likable. Doc uh-huh. Hopper says, you, my little likable friend, are going to do all our television. <laughs> yeah. And Charles Durning plays it like, I was going to say this thing anyway, but I'm throwing in that word the bear says to, to make it sound off the cuff. He is an opportunist. Right. So he latches onto that word. So uh, Doc Hopper offers Kermit $500 up front to do the mm-hmm. commercials and $500 every year. Right. I don't know, did, did you have the same idea I did and look up so what look- that would be with inflation? Um, I didn't actually. What I did look up was the average per capita income in 1979. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You so what was that? That was this. So this is for a single person. Not this is not household income. This is per capita income. So a single 7, human 000, or a frog. Uh, right. Seven thousand one hundred and thirty-seven dollars a year. <laughs> okay. So so five hundred dollars is, is is no fortune, right? He he might make him famous, but he's not going to make Kermit rich appearing right. in his television. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a, a joke. I just was curious to know how much of a joke it is. Right, yeah. It's a it's approximately one-fifteenth of what you would make in a year, roughly. 
So according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, inflation calculator on the website, $500 uh, from when this movie came out is the equivalent of $1,706.91 today. Right. So, so that, that doesn't go very far. Right. It's not a year. It's not a year's income. <laughs> no, definitely not. Right. Even if you oh, live I, in a swamp in Mississippi. Right. I should say that my statistics on the median income came from census.gov. I didn't, I didn't cite my sources, which. We got to cite our sources, man. We got to make sure people know that we're legit. Right. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's a joke, which knowing that it's that small of an amount makes Fozzie's eagerness to take it even funnier. Oh, yeah. Well, to Fozzie, that's probably huge. That's, he's probably never seen that much money. What do you think Fozzie gets paid at the El Salido? Uh, just drinks, maybe. Probably. That sounds, yeah. it, <laughs> sounds it doesn't great. seem like the kind of play. You know, I don't think James Coburn uh, pays his performers very highly. No, that's one of the things that make it a filthy pest hole. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, this actually, I mean, because these minutes were so focused on Doc Hopper and this one interaction, uh, we're just about down to the end here. Do you have any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, well, I have two things that we kind of glossed over. Um, one is just one of these little details that I noticed. After Doc Hopper tells Kermit he wants to show him something, Hopper opens the car door, which is, you could read that as Hopper being polite or pretending to be polite, or you could read it as just a practical move because Kermit can't open a door with his rod hands. That's true, yeah. Um, I didn't even think then, about that. Yeah, and then the other thing, when he pulls out the remote control to turn on the TVs, Kermit sort of recoils and gasps. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess Kermit thinks that it might be a weapon or a, a gun that's, or something. That's what I always assumed is that Kermit thinks this stranger is pulling a gun on him. Yeah. So um, remote controls, not as common in 1978 as they are today, obviously. Um, yeah. A- according to the Wikipedia page for remote controls, they existed as early as the 1950s, but, you know, most people wouldn't have had them. And uh, a lot of them were wired. So sure, they weren't, yeah. they weren't just, you know, you couldn't just walk around with them in your hand. Uh, my my parents actually had a, a VCR with a wired uh, remote control. I don't know how old it was. It, they already had it when I was born. But <laughs> so it's not it's not unusual that, that Kermit, this uh, frog from a, a rural area, would be unfamiliar with a remote control. Right, sure. So I just thought huh. that was interesting. I didn't think about that. Um, actually, the last thing I had, you mentioned Kermit gasping when Doc Hopper takes out the remote. Yeah. That uh, touches on my last thing, which is that Kermit makes some great noises in these minutes. Like, <laughs> Kermit doesn't really get that much to say here because Doc Hopper does most of the talking. He does. But that gasp is great. Um, when in the commercial, when the frog costume opens its mouth to reveal Doc Hopper, Kermit does this great little yeesh. Like, yeah. It's not quite a gasp, like, it's, but it's, yeah, he's sort of. It's just like disgusted and kind of baffled. Baffled is a good word for it, yeah. And uh, and then later on in the middle of the commercial, he also goes, yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun <laughs> uh, like super cut or fan edit would be to uh, just cut together all of Kermit's interesting like little mouth- sounds. Kermit's mouth sounds. Mouth yeah, because we we commented uh, a week or two ago about the sounds he makes when he's flying around on the ceiling fan. 
Yeah. Like the, so yeah, you got that. You got the, you got the, you got all kinds of stuff coming out of Karma's mouth. We'll have to keep an ear out for more. Yes, we will. More For more fun Kermit noises. Kermit noises. That's great. I love them. I love that's, them. All right. That's our new so recurring that, segment. Our new recurring segment. You, you heard it here first, folks. Kermit noises. All, all right. right. So, uh, and actually on that note, we close for today. So uh, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter that you can follow. We have an Instagram that you can follow and some other stuff. Um, you can follow me, Anthony, at Zeppo Marxist on Twitter. And you can follow Ryan at me, Ryan Rowe. And uh, you can join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>